When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. You know, I know time flies when you get old, but wasn't it just last year that invest you, cash was literally trash? Cash was worthless. People were saying, well, I, why am I in cash? And we would say, the only reason you should be in cash is for your emergency money. And they go, I don't even want to be in cash for my emergency money. Can't I put it in a junk bond fund? Please, oh, please, oh, please, so I can make more money. Wasn't it just a terrible investment recently, Tom? It was horrible, cash. and you were making nothing up till about six, seven, eight months ago. Zero. Um, and then all of a sudden, so, so- guess what? Interest rates changed, and now you can make a little bit. So, okay, so you can make a little bit, which I'm doing, by the way. I've got my emergency money in a nice little high-yield savings account at Found Financial or Found Bank. I don't know where. I didn't know it was lost, but apparently they found it. Good. Um, And I'm I'm making like four and a quarter percent. So it's really good, but it's not... It, it sounds great, but is it a great investment? I think that's It's not question. an investment. That's the key part here. By the way, the, the, this comes about from an article saying <laughs> a survey of professional investors and amateur investors say holding cash will be a winning strategy in 2023. Well, of course, you don't Wait, know that. Predicting? Well, this is it, it, and here's the here's the leading paragraph. Fears of a potential bear market, rate hikes by the Federal Reserve and a looming recession have investors nervous. And 2023 could be a reprise of the 2022 brutal hit to portfolios. Then they go right into Morgan Stanley's chief U.S. equity strategist who says, oh, the S&P 500 could fall 20% due to weak corporate earnings. So what are they talking about here? Moving from one to another. I've heard a word twice. I've heard an interesting word twice in, in the statements you made. The word was could. Yeah. The Thank market you. could see a reprise. The market could fall this much. Do you know, there's an opposite perspective. The market could not fall. It could go up and it could go up a lot. Indeed, it could. And, and it from could, here, who knows? It? Uh, yeah, ab- a little could. So, I mean, and here's another uh, someone at the Verdance Capital Advisor saying, we're encouraging people that it's okay to hold cash. Um, and that we find cash to be attractive. Okay. So we always look at the numbers, as you know, as as part of this podcast, how much is it paying you to keep money in cash today? And you did the work, Dom, you can get CDs for pretty good rates and high yield savings for pretty good rates. Correct. The highest rate I found on high yield savings as of the 8th of February, 2023 was 4.55% at some very obscure little teeny tiny bank on six month cds at schwab secondary market you can get 5.1 percent. so yeah Which there's some good. nice yields out there but the thing is about cash uh, when you read it in this context what they're really talking about is some sort of timing moving from stocks and bonds 
to cash. And then at some point, I guess when stocks go up or bonds, the yields high enough on bonds, you move back in. That is not a, that's not an investment. That's a timing strategy. That's a, a very short term uh, program that I don't think will pay off. You got to think long term and longer term. This is why I don't hold much cash. Longer term, you should expect stocks will make, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10% a year. Longer term, you should expect bonds make four or 5% a year. Long term cash, mm, I don't know, one, two, maybe 3%. Again, looking at the last well, again, 100 years. But again, you don't years, know. I don't know. Yeah, but, you, but the last 100 know. years, I, but uh, again, as an asset class, as a thing to own, I can only look at history. And history shows that it has been the worst performer out of those three particular asset classes. Will it be better this year? I don't know. Would it be something I would do? No, it would not. And I would stay, I would still say the same thing I've said all the time. Your portfolio should be about you, not about the market. Your portfolio should be about your longer term needs, not what you may, um, if you need cash, well, sure. But this should not be positioned as a timing mechanism waiting for something to happen because that thing that may happen may happen long before you get around to dealing with the cash. So this is a very silly idea that you're going to move money out of stocks and bonds into cash if you're a long-term investor. If you're a short-term speculator, then I guess go right ahead, be my guest. Yeah, but but even then, even then, and see, the problem is a lot of people who are long-term, think of themselves as long-term investors, are reading articles like this and listening to experts like that from Morgan Stanley, and they're taking it to heart. They're, they're, they actually think these people, because they're so smart, they're well-educated, that they know more about the market and the future than they do, which isn't true. We know that isn't true. We know that because we know that nobody has ever consistently and accurately predicted the future financially over and over and over again. We just know that doesn't happen. But here's what it really boils down to. Let's say you trust the guy at Morgan Stanley. The, and he, the S&P 500 is going to go down 20% yeah, this so, year. So you're going to okay. go to cash for a while. Yep, sure. You go to cash right now. And then what? Then what? Then what is the biggest problem with all of this? What do you do next? Do you stay in cash until Mr. Morgan Stanley guy says, get back in? What if he doesn't tell you to get back in? And what if it goes way up before he tells you to get back in? What do you do then? You just you wait the for the 20% drop. And then when it hits 20, you immediately jump right back in and buy those no, stocks no, no. and write them Here, straight the back up. Here's the problem with that. Let's oh, say, okay. let's just say for argument's sake, tomorrow, the stock market plunges 20%. <laughs> Does that mean you suddenly start buying? No. What that usually means is everybody suddenly starts selling. Runs for the when hills. You have this has been the typical. Decline, yeah, that's what's going to happen. And then when it, when it feels really good to invest is almost always after we've had a 20 or 30% increase in the valuation of stocks, because up until then, everybody, well, as a matter of fact, when markets are falling, uh, they call these things when they think, well, maybe we're at the end, but it could be, this is a terrible thing to say about cats, but it could be a dead cat bounce. <laughs> it depends on your feeling about cats, but, uh, about and it's a very I'm a dog person personally. Me too. If somebody yeah. said a dead yeah. dog bounce. I, I would feel bad. I would but start crying. Dead, yeah. So, um, dead cat, they, no, got, they got eight more lives. Don't time that's your the, way into cash. Keep cash. If you need it for, if you're going to 
pay something off if you're going to buy something, sure, but I would not use it as an asset class long-term as an investment. That's the point. And you should all be long-term investors. Cash ain't right? trash these days, though. Mm, okay. You're, I guess you're better it, off It ain't there. trash. Uh, but as it, actually, trashy. it still is. It, actually, see, that's the thing. It's all a matter of perspective. Let's see. You were um, getting 0% on your money when inflation was at 2%. Yep, and now you're you're now getting for maybe maybe the average rate on savings <sighs> is less than one percent. The average okay. is well less than one percent per year, uh, and inflation is at seven. Six? I don't know, maybe five, six, something like that. Nobody, you know, we'll wait for the new numbers and then we'll you're know. You're still losing money. There. Yeah, it, exactly. So Purchasing it may balance. feel better, but uh, you know, it really in the long term, it is not. You want a couple questions here? Yeah, are these questions okay. that were sent into talkingrealmoney.com, Tom? We, we have so many .com, Tom. Yeah, we got a lot of them. Uh, they, they just keep coming on in, and we're happy to read them and try to help. This comes from Sean in Fargo, North Dakota, where I've been. I've been to I've been to Fargo. Not this time of year, but I've been there. No, good Lord, no. No, that would be something. Just thinking of it causes me to ice over. Yeah, it must be chilly. And it's 85 here, so. Oh, it never gets cold in Florida. My mother recently passed away, sorry to hear that, and I inherited a small traditional IRA. Mom had been taking her RMDs for years, so the inherited IRA is subject to the 10% rule and RMDs for years one through nine. Then he asked, do you know where I can find an RMD calculator? The IRS website is no help. Well, Okay, you don't really need <laughs> really, a calculator for a this surprise. situation because you have a to you just have to clean the account out in ten years. You can do it any way you like. You can wait till the tenth year if you wish. You could take it and divide it by ten. You could do you know there is no rule other than money has to be taken out and pay tax on it in ten years. So you don't really need an RMD calculator for this particular situation. Now there are RMD calculators. For people that look, are turning seventy three next year, right now, yeah, I'm looking that, at one right now at Schwab. Okay, there's one at Investor.gov. There's one at AARP. Look, everybody, a bank rate, they all have them. Exactly. So they're out there, Sean. You just you can go. I think you just type in RMD calculator and you can find them. Schwab is a reliable source, but I can tell you right off the top of my head, I believe the first year you had to take money out, it is. 3.5% of the balance. I think it goes up a little bit for a while, kind of goes down. Anyway, so those are available. But when it's an inherited IRA, you simply have to withdraw the money in 10 years' time. It's pretty simple. Uh, another one from Although Houston. They do, they do have, by the way, they they have a, even a 10-year, or I'm sorry, even an inherited IRA calculator on the Schwab site. It's very, very really? robust site. Yeah. Okay. I, again, I don't know what you're calculating for, but okay. So you, yeah, you mean you're taking the years. number and dividing by you're 10 years? Dividing it. I, I, I'm not program. really smart, but I can probably do the 10 to anyway. Uh, okay. Marlon writes from Houston. Love your show. Long time listener. First time submitting a question. My employer offers a 401 Roth with a match, which is great, but the fund selections are very limited. Welcome to the club, Marlon. The plan offers mostly target date funds, but if I wanted a small cap value tilt, which as you know, this is my comment, we recommend. The only option is the Nuveen Small Cap Value Fund, R, uh, R6, with an expense ratio of 0.85. 
In your opinions, oh, they're going to ask you too. Your opinions, would this be an option to consider within my 401k? Assuming I want to use the two funds for life that Paul Merriman Highland recommends. Paul recommends owning the target date fund and then adding in 20% for the small cap value. Look, if there's no other place you're saving, then yes, this does make sense. Are you answering all the questions? Oh, sorry. And you're answering them? this is this sounds like work again uh so go ahead what's your answer to that i'm no, sorry no, I, the last don mcdonald like, welcome to, to the show and uh and then this one is like yeah no here we go just do this welcome back care. to the you program go ahead don. answer the question i don't want to anymore i'm feeling well we'll have we'll see if we can get a split decision on this one if you are not saving anywhere else then yeah, yeah. i would do the target date fund plus the Nuveen small cap value fund as totally, expensive totally as it is disagree Okay, good. That's what I'm looking for. If you are saving somewhere else, in a Roth IRA, for example, you could buy AVUB or VBR and own that accompanying the target date fund. So then you get the small cap value tilt done. I just don't know what purpose I serve anymore. Well, you're disagreeing. You got to disagree. You have to have a statement to go with it. You said said if you don't have an account outside of your account at work okay then open one. Oh, there you go okay How <laughs> well, that, that's, is it that's a pretty to, big disagreement you know, there i'm telling you, you you go to schwab or fidelity you open even if it's not an ira who cares just a because brokerage remember, account any account yeah got it here's okay. the thing we keep forgetting that aggressive equity funds that i'm sorry aggressive etfs like avuv the small cap value etf from avantis we keep forgetting that those are already massively tax advantaged. They don't need to be sheltered Good point. In, an IR, in an IRA or a Roth because they're small companies. They generally don't pay out dividends. So you're not going to have any Of any significance, especially. Of yeah, any I agree. They pay mm-hmm. out little ones, but you're not yep. going to have any dividends of significance on which you're going to have to pay big tax bills. And you're never ever, ever in an ETF going to have a capital gains, a realized capital gains distribution. The only time you pay capital gains is when you sell, which by the way, we keep missing. That's That makes saving a, the more aggressive portfolio outside of the IRA even more attractive because when you take money out of a, a regular IRA, how do you pay taxes? Out of a regular IRA, you pay whatever your income tax rate is. Right. Yeah. If you are selling your small cap ETF, your maximum tax rate is 15 plus 3.8. Exactly. So you're looking at uh, just short of 19 there. Yeah. A fraction of what what your bracket would be if you were in that high income bracket. Sure. Absolutely. So good no. advice. Marlon, so listen to Don. Just account. go open the account. That was easy. I don't know why Do I couldn't think of that. that. I, Nuveen fund that thing you're right it's 81 basis points it says 85 here but okay yeah it's 81 is what i see that's what morningstar yeah. saying but that that, that that's not the r6 a little bit uh but get this how many stocks would you guess are in this oh, portfolio man i will say they hold the whopping total of 93 stocks you are so close, sir. 82 oh, stocks. Well, I knew it wouldn't be very many. 82 stocks. So when we AB- say it's not very many, because we think in that asset class, you should have about 1,500 stocks. Well, let's take a look and see what's in AVUV, the Avantis Small Cap Which is going to be more ETF. limited than DFA's targeted value, right, for is, example. 
but it's still well diversified at Absolutely. 718 yeah. stocks. That sounds and like seven times by, as many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's compared to the New Guinea. New Guinea. The New Guinea? Yeah. Okay. Oh, got it. You want to hear something funny? When I <laughs> sure. typed in Nuveen into Morningstar's little search box, yeah, my computer keeps trying to change it to uneven. Uneven. Now, well, there you go. Me something. Don't hire anyone who's going to manage your money who has uneven in their name. Yeah, good idea. Uh, but the the other thing is that the the small and value tilt for the Avantis is more smally and more valuey. More value oriented and smaller, yes. small. Okay, got it. Yeah. So Makes that's sense. a good thing. Okay. All, all right. right. Now that's enough. Now, I'm tired Tom, of answering all these questions. I have to ask and answer everything. That's a lot of work for me. Come on. See, the way this is supposed to work is that he asks the question <laughs> and then waits for his co host to at least respond. I think I'm having then, a bad day. And then he can expound upon it ad infinitum. So, as we say, we're going to end the show soon, but we want to share something with you, even though Tom is tired of talking to you. I'm not tired of talking to you. I just talked to a lot of you. That's all. I'm just tired. Yeah, we got a, tired. We got a lot of people. We got a lot of people who've asked for meetings with our <laughs> Yeah, I just looked at the calendar for the next two weeks. People to I think we, we should. Wanna, here's, what I th- here's what I think people should do or listening anymore. to the podcast who Never didn't take call. in. Retire Meet, you can go watch Retire Meet now. The whole thing's up online. Yes, it is. And you can watch any part you want. You don't want to see me, you want to see Don, you can fast forward to Don. You don't want to see Don, you want to see Apollo, you can fast forward. You can watch whatever part you want. You don't have to sit there all day. The video is like seven hours long. Yes, it's seven something. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. And including the part where two, three times. Part of a not- day. Not one, not twice, but three times where you say no jokes. I tell a joke and you say still no jokes. I mean, come on. You're killing me here. I, I'd forgotten you'd said that to me. So, man, that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I uh, Just to, to refresh myself, refresh my memory uh, in the, uh, you know, with the new Mel Brooks show coming out. 96-year-old oh. man breaks out a new TV yeah. show Never called The History it. of the World Part Two. I went back to History of the World Part One and – um. You're Again, in it? No jokes. There were no jokes. It oh, was come the on. bad. It was yeah. bad 70s and 80s humor. That could be. Uh, just yeah. corny, corny stuff. Sid Caesary, Charlie Callis, kind of corny. Sure. Corny. Well, it's, corny. It's the end of an era is what you're corny. saying. Okay. Yeah, and it was right. uh, it was an era best ended. <laughs> End it quickly. Get it over with. All right. I mean, talk about a show of dad jokes. Debbie and I turned it off after 15 minutes. We went, oh, my gosh, this is not funny. I guess it was funny at the time. My, how times change, huh? All right. So don't call us at uh, 800-386-3004 to meet with an advisor. Oh, don't I'll do that. I'll talk to anybody. You know that. And, but it- and don't call us 24-7 at 855-935-TALK to ask us questions. And don't join us on Saturdays from – oh, no, do join us on Saturdays. Oh, please do. Yeah. Uh, you can listen to us on internet radio anywhere. These days, you don't have to be in the I market know. to listen to the radio. Uh, we, we do a live show on Saturdays from 3 to 5 on Northwest News Eastern. Radio in Seattle, 3 to 5 Eastern, because we default to Eastern in America. Did you ever hear the networks going, tonight, NBC Nightly News at 3.30 Pacific time? <laughs> what? Yeah, 3.30 Pacific time. Never miss it. Sure. 
Uh, so anyway, we'll be around. We'll be here. We'll be doing podcasts. We'll be doing radio shows. And in all of those, we'll be doing this very important thing. And that is talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. And to keep the lawyers happy.